Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant Buzz Corgan, joined as always by Andrew Woody Dobes and Brendan Bopeep Pika. How are you guys doing Ooh, today? I'm doing great. I, I like that nickname. I'm, I, I'm having an amazing day. It flows pretty well, doesn't it? it? Did, it Brendan Bopeep well. Pika. I, I, know I, this, I know this one. I know All the right. pattern. Lay it down. Well, I'm just, does Brendan know the, the pattern? Um, I'm <sighs> Buzz. I, for, I already Bo-peep. forgot what Andrew's nickname was. <laughs> Pretty straightforward, my man. Yeah. It's a pretty I, easy well, one. Buzz. You make me Woody. There we go. Little Toy Pete. Story. There Toy it is. Story. There we go. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't hear I wasn't paying attention to you guys' nickname. <laughs> was Bo Peep in the second one or the first one? Uh, I believe she was in both. She was in both. Yeah. I thought she like yeah. died or something. I got don't like know what to tell you, dude. Spoiler, man. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> for real. She does not I die she... at any point. She's no? in the most recent one as well. Oh, um, I haven't seen the most recent one. Back to fantasy football because we yeah. are not a Toy Story podcast. <laughs> this is our Week we Eleven recap up. episode. Thank you all for joining us today. Week Eleven, I uh, dug it. It was a fun one for me because really a lot of weird one. players went off. Yeah. And frankly, I have a lot of weird players on my teams. So that was that was a fun I one. I enjoyed it a lot. There's a lot of players that we were really excited for that did really well. So and just amazing games. Oh, just so and, fun yeah, the games were really fun because yeah. it was pretty much split down the middle. Teams who did really well and teams who did really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to break down into those with you. Uh, we Andrew, you and I, we yeah. both. Uh, you know, are having a contest with who can pick the most correct games each week. Unfortunately, last week you did beat me. Uh, so our overall series is three to two in mm-hmm. favor of Andrew. And you owe it all to Sam Darnold. Sam the man, your favorite yeah. player. Yep. So we decided our, uh, we didn't know what to do for a tiebreaker. So off camera, uh, right after the podcast, we decided that the t- uh, in order to solve the tiebreaker, we we're going to choose a team or choose a game that's going to be the lowest scoring. And whoever's got the lowest scoring game is going to win the tiebreaker. So you picked the Jets versus the Redskins, and that was like, what, 52 points or something crazy like that? Thank you, Sam Darnold. 51, yep. And then uh, I picked the Chicago Bears versus the Rams, and that was 24 points. Yeah, so I was, won that, that tiebreaker. favor. Yep. So it's three two right now. I'm winning. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm unhappy with the results, but Fair I enough. respect Brendan and myself. Thank you, Darnold and uh, I have a quick question for you, Andrew. Do you yes. have a favorite game from the past week? Uh, I do, but I have two favorite games because obviously one of them. Oh my god! Well, one was the Vikings game, so of course I'm going to pick the Vikings. Oh. So besides the Vikings, I do have a favorite game. Other than the Vikings, beautiful yes. game. Other oh, than the Vikings, favorite. amazing comeback. Uh, my favorite game was the Ravens versus the Texans. Yeah, that was a really good one. I am um, stunned by the outcome. Yeah. I'm sure we will break into that. Mm-hmm. And then my follow-up is, did you have a least favorite game? Uh, least favorite game was honestly probably the Bears versus the Rams. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mine was the Patriot Eagle game, but uh That's that was that's a good that, one too. That was a stinker. And then a good one, it was a bad, bad one. Yeah. Um another question I have for you before we get into it is mm-hmm. in your opinion, what is the biggest takeaway from week eleven? So I'll I'll say mine first so you have a little time to think. Yeah. 
my big question is is philip rivers washed up i cannot believe how poorly he played yesterday on monday night football Mm -hmm. against the chiefs he he lost that game and i think rivers for his career has been a borderline hall of fame player uh but oh good lord he looks so washed up making poor decisions i think there's a real chance he gets benched for tyrod taylor uh rivers is a free agent after the season and this kind of reminds me of when Peyton Manning had his last season. Yeah. He got benched for Brock Osweiler until the Super Bowl playoff run. And I don't think the Chargers are going to do that, but I think Rivers might get benched. That it it's a possibility. I mean, this is the the year of backup quarterbacks, so I That's think true. that I agree. I think the the Chargers should should be looking for other options. Maybe Kaepernick, who knows. Shut. We'll yep. see what happens. Yep. Yep. I don't think they were one of the teams that was at the training, but uh Yeah, I don't think they were um, either. Oh, biggest takeaway. Um hey, right. I mean Well it Lamar... sounds like you don't, so we can certainly move on if well, you do not. I got I'm trying to decide between two. I was just gonna say Lamar Jackson is a legit MVP candidate. Tough. And uh Kyler Murray is, is <laughs> Yeah, he's legit. He's legit, man. He's a solid QB. I mean he's putting up great numbers. Put up great numbers twice against the 49ers, so yeah, not easy he's, to do. He's a legit QB. Uh, so the first game we're going to recap is the New York Jets, who I'd say destroyed the Washington yeah. Redskins. Yeah. Um, you know, we both predicted this one to go the way it did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you see the video of Dwayne Haskins talking to his O-lineman? I did not. Oh, my Was Lord. Upset? Oh, you should watch that immediately after the podcast. Got it. Uh, so there was a video that went viral this past weekend of in the middle of the game, Dwayne Haskins is talking to his O lineman, saying, "What can I do to help? <laughs> what do I need to do to get you guys going?" And they just are looking at him, no response, just waiting for the season to be over. And it's so sad because Haskins, he's young, he's a rookie, yeah. he wants success, and these O linemen are already thinking about oh. next season. Yep, I got uh, it right now. Oh man, it's rough. So <laughs> that oh. one was rough. <laughs> if you have not watched it, I recommend it to all of our listeners. It's one of those, oh, please just <laughs> let the season be over. Yeah, it's just the, the entire offensive line. They're yeah, just heads just, are up, just hanging low. And yeah. Uh, oh. And that's the reason I'm starting really any defense that faces the <laughs> Washington professional yeah. football franchise. Uh, so go. starting with the jets, Sam Darnold, had a great day, four touchdowns total, almost 300 yards. I wouldn't say he's back. I wouldn't say he's a stud, but Mm. I'm really happy for him. Seems to be putting it together, and he has good weapons. You know, between Crowder, Anderson, Le'Veon Bell, and honestly, Ryan Griffin has really emerged as a reliable option. We were expecting Chris Herndon to be that guy for him, but it looks like Ryan Griffin is his new go-to target, and honestly, I think I'm on board. I'm on board, too. I've been streaming people like Everett, Jared Cook. Ryan Griffin, I think, needs to be in that conversation. And I'd be willing to start him next week. Yeah. Yeah, me too. He's uh, playing Oakland next week. He's got four touchdowns this season. I think that he's uh, pretty legit. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell had a really good performance against a really bad team. 60 yards and a touchdown. Thankfully, he's getting those opportunities. Uh, And, you know, he faces another bad team next week. So, granted... It is the Washington defense, um, but man, ride that wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameson Crowder, he's an auto start, honestly, uh, he, and he has been for the past couple weeks, so happy with yeah. that performance. He continues to get it done, but 
Robbie Anderson, one reception, six yards, one touchdown. That's uh, if you started him, you are so thrilled he scored the touchdown, but that is not a great stat yeah. line, and that's not the Ugh. involvement you want. I think Robbie Anderson, if he's on your team, drop him. He shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, he's clearly behind Jamison Crowder, uh, and at it, I think he's just an afterthought in this offense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's behind Crowder. I would say he's behind Griffin as well. Yeah, so. no, and, and truly this entire team, Le'Veon Bell is unfortunately, I think he's a running back two rest of the way. I think yeah. next week he's a running back one uh, just because he's going against the Raiders defense, oh, which Raiders is... aren't too bad. They are. They, <laughs> they give up a lot of fantasy points, so I, I do feel a little differently on that than you. But Le'Veon Bell can be good next week, but rest of season, I think he's more of an RB2. Mm-hmm. This offense just isn't... They just didn't take the step forward I expected. Um, I do think they'll have a good week next week against the Raiders, like I said. But kind of week in, week out, I think it's Jamison Crowder. And then Ryan Griffin is a stream-worthy tight end. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Over to the Washington side of the ball. We'll keep it short. We'll keep it sweet. Dwayne Haskins is not great at football, but he's a rookie on a bad team. Bless his heart. Darius Geis, huge day. Uh, Only in the sense he had a really long run. I guess rushing slash receiving touchdown Uh, 45 yard scamper for the touchdown. And he had seven carries for 24 yards. Uh, This game started out with a pretty good split between Peterson and Geis. Um, But as the game went on, it really became Geis. I mean, it was, you can tell they really want to get him going. They, I think they know AP is not the future. (laughs) So it was, yeah, hopefully they they don't think that, um, you know, if he's on waivers, pick him up. You know, he can be valuable. AP yep. has shown he has been valuable uh, in this offense. And Geis, at this stage of his career, is a better player than AP mm-hmm. is. Yep. Uh, Terry McLaurin, only three receptions, but had 69 yards. Um, man, hearing that, that number makes me yeah. really miss our guy from Jacksonville. Do you want to pour one out for a fallen homie? Oh, I was really confused where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally blanking on his name. Are you talking from the quarterback? The backup for Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew? <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Okay. Yeah, right. When you saw his, his Madden uh, rating, and it was 69. Yeah. He just goes, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. That was a long way of saying Terry McLaurin had 69 yards. Uh, you know, he made great catches. McLaurin yeah. is an incredible receiver. He's just ham. He's hamstrung by Dwayne Haskins not being very good. Mm-hmm. So I have McLaurin as a wide receiver three. Uh, you know we've seen his upside and we see his talent. He had an insane grab this past weekend, but I wouldn't start him with confidence. And unfortunately, he's just a wide receiver three who yeah. can get it done. Yeah, it's one of those you got to play matchups for him. He's one of those players. Right. Uh, any other surprising takeaways from this game other than? the one week the jets decide to show up um jeremy sprinkle got a touchdown that was cool so he's just got a funny name just like to point that out thank you for your hard-hitting yeah. analysis it's a funny the name. next game is a more interesting one in my humble opinion the jacksonville jaguars fell to the indianapolis colts big story is nick Foles is back and he looks pretty solid yeah, yeah i he- like him a lot better than gardner Minshew. Oh yeah, and he's a, a better far, yeah. better player. Um, but no, he looked he looked good. I wouldn't say he looked like a world beater, but he looked like a really capable quarterback. Um, and more importantly, he made DJ Chark 
fantastic. I was a yeah. little afraid there's going to be a little bit of a disconnect, but DJ Chark, eight receptions for over 100 yards, two touchdowns, was the second highest scoring wide receiver this week. Jeez. Yeah, I good. I was really excited to see that. Uh, D.D. Westbrook faded into the oblivion, uh, and Leonard Fournette had a pretty slow game. Uh, yeah. Nothing too exceptional on his end, but in fairness, it was kind of a, uh, a catch-up game uh, exactly. for the Jaguars. Yeah, they lost the lead pretty early in that second quarter, so they just had to play catch-up, and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't, but, you know, yeah. I, I think Colts are above average team um their pass defenses i think they're the 11th best in passing defense it was kind of a tough matchup for nick Foles to come back to but i think he's going to be a decent quarterback for the rest of the season nothing too special yeah i know and the the colts do have a a pretty solid defense so i don't blame Foles. he played way better than i expected and i was thrilled to see dj chark continuing to be fantastic yeah so he's good, good stuff from the jaguars even though they lost yeah, no, DJ Chark is still a locked-in wide receiver one. A uh, huge, shocking breakout performer from for, for the season. Nobody really saw this coming. So uh-uh. congrats, DJ. He keeps it going. Uh, over to the Colts side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett was back, and he performed admirably. Yeah. I mean, that's a very Brissett stat line. Uh, 150 yards, one touchdown throwing. And he had a 12 rushing yard day and a rushing touchdown. That's just who he is. He is solid. He's not going to be. He's not going to be someone who can win you a week. But he does not seem to be like a player who lose you a week. Yeah. So a, a really great streamer. Honestly, I, he won't kill you. So happy to see Brissett's back. A really sad storyline is Marlon Mack was on his way to a huge, huge oh my day. God, he was on fire. Oh, he looked fantastic. Um, but he, he had to leave the game him. with a hand injury. He did have to have surgery. It is his ball-carrying hand. So that's rough. Uh, and in his absence, Jonathan Williams turned 13 carries into 116 yards. He stepped that up. Uh, for people God. who are young or new to football, Jonathan Williams was actually drafted by the Bills, I think it was 2015, 2016, uh, to be the heir apparent to LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo. And they had to cut him for some off-the-field issues. So he has the pedigree, and he, you know, at one point in time, was kind of supposed to be the the next big thing. So it was interesting seeing him come back and play in a big way. Um, But... He also got the work because Jordan Wilkinson, the regular backup running back, uh, was out with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. So it does look like Jordan Wilkinson did return to practice Tuesday. His status for Thursday night's game is still in the air. Now, this is obviously a, a backfield to follow. This Colts offensive line is probably top three in the NFL. If you watch yeah. the tape, there were huge holes for Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, uh, and Jonathan Williams to run through. So whoever it is, they're going to be valuable. If I had to choose between Jonathan Williams and Jordan Wilkinson, if I Ooh, needed to start them for one. one week, I would go Jonathan Williams. Yeah, he's hot right now. Uh, but yeah. for the rest of the season, I think Jordan Wilkinson, he's a great runner as well. If you look at his highlights from this this year and past years, he's a really good player in his own right. Um, and I think once he's healthy, he can be the go-to. So if you need a one-week start, start Jonathan Williams. Well, I guess have Jonathan Williams. I wouldn't necessarily say start him yet. Uh, and since they play on Thursday, it gets a little more hairy. But if you are playoff bound anyway, you have a roster spot you can play with. I'd be okay using Jordan Williams or Jordan Wilkinson 
yeah. uh, as kind of a wait and see. Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially if Max is going to be out for a certain amount of time. We don't know how long he's going to be out for yet. Um, we should know by the week 12 preview uh, episode. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm guessing based on just a hand surgery, he can't yeah. play with a club. That's just, no. you can't do that as a not, running back. Yeah, not as a running back. So. Um, so, I mean, I'm expecting two weeks at least. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I think three weeks would be a stretch. And now we're in pl- the playoff push. So I yeah. still hold on to him. Don't drop him. But I think you might be looking for other options if you're a Mac owner. I agree, sure. yeah. I think both of those players could be really good. Um, they should both be rosterable. Williams definitely for this Thursday. Uh, I, I would I would think about starting them, um, but yeah, both of them are going to be pretty solid. I, I assume they're going to do kind of a fifty fifty split if both both of them are health, healthy. So no, I, I disagree. Williams. I think Wilkinson would have the lion share of the work. Um, right. It's just more history with the team, and I think yeah. the better player. But no, okay. def- I can't argue with you. Uh, Williams yeah. looked fantastic. So if he keeps that up, uh, Zach Pascal is the player we all thought he was. Uh, two receptions for 17 yards, and Jack Doyle, zero receptions nothing. for zero yards. He got nothing. Got a love Not tight there. end. Yeah, no, this is a good Colts team. Uh, they just spread the ball around, and they've had a lot of weird injuries. And I and guess retirements. Yeah, <laughs> retirements, injuries, yeah. yeah. Uh, next game we are reviewing is oh, my favorite game of the week. Brian's team, America's team, yeah. Buffalo's team. You love the them. Buffalo Bills just crushed the Miami Dolphins, which in hindsight is not very impressive. No. Uh, but the Dolphins were coming off a hot streak, and I was thrilled to see the Bills finally piece it together. Josh Allen was the number one ranked quarterback in fantasy football this week. Mm-hmm. 250 yards, three touchdowns throwing, seven rushes for 56 yards, and a touchdown rushing. That's the upside right there. That's uh, yeah, why that's, that's Josh Allen on your fantasy team. Yeah, no, and, and honestly, that's why I was so excited about him. You know, I yeah. thought he'd be rushing more of this game, and he did, and he, he was a superstar. So... Mm-hmm. Hugely excited for Josh Allen. Glad to see he could do it. And yep. if you look at his season long, he's the eighth overall quarterback in standard leagues. That's, that's insane. Um, which is hilarious because you just don't really think of him that way. Yep. But this, this is just the kind of player he is. Granted, he does have a, a really difficult matchup moving forward. So if you did stream him, you know I, I think you can safely put him back in the uh, free agent pool and pick up somebody else because it, yeah, it gets difficult. He has the Broncos really next tough. week. But Broncos, no, happy to see you could do it. Ravens, Steelers, Patriots. Yeah, that's and end with the Jets. So that's, that's not great. That's a really <laughs> tough matchup for him. But hopefully he can uh, perform to his uh, best ability. But not only did Josh Allen finish as the best quarterback, we got a wide receiver that finishes the best uh, receiver this week. Let's yeah, please don't him. take any credit. He is my boy, and the I'm most exciting up. thing about this setting up for a, a slam dunk here. The and most. The most enjoyable part about this is I own John Brown in every single one of my leagues. I have been beating the drum for John Brown in every single one of my leagues and on this podcast. I love the guy. He finally got his ceiling game. Nine receptions for 137 yards, two touchdowns, the number one wide receiver. I love the guy, had his breakout, and you saw his speed on display. You know, he's incredibly safe with that floor. Once again, him and Michael Thomas – uh, are the only players in the NFL to have at least 50 yards in each game this season. And that was brought up during the game as well. So I had to have a pretty quick laugh at that. Welcome to fantasy football. 
Um, no, thrilled to see it. Unfortunately, he does have really tough matchups coming up. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. still starting him because I I wouldn't say he's elite, um, but you know he has that floor of 50 yards. He's capable. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's capable of doing it. And he's fast as balls. So <laughs> all he needs is one big play, and Josh Allen can throw the ball. So I'm stoked, uh, John Brown. Thank you for your Week 11 performance. <laughs> Uh, Dawson Knox, two receptions, 32 yards, and a touchdown. That's not bad. I'm not particularly excited about it. I think he's a streamer, uh, but once again, rest of the way, it's pretty tough. So I wouldn't be that excited for him. Dawson Knox either. Devin Singletary, he had a fine game. I was hoping for more, but he had the lion's share of the backfield, 15 carries, 75 yards. He performed fine. Uh, I think, unfortunately, he's at RB2, RB3 zone where it's a little gross and you need a touchdown to be, you know, a breakup performer Uh, over to the Dolphins side of the ball. Mark Walton was released from uh, the Dolphins. That's a whole situation there. Yep. Uh, But the thing you need to know is Kalen Balazs for whatever reason. And in some cruel, cruel poetic irony, He's the only show in town for the Dolphins, and he is literally on a historic pace for being bad. Um, He had nine (laughs) carries for nine yards, one touchdown. He's a terrible football player. Averaged a yard run, and it's pretty funny. I um, yeah, no, that's that's gross. But he's roster worthy. I would not start him. Yeah, Uh, but I mean, you saw his upside. He can score touchdowns. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what he's got on his side. Uh, Devontae Parker was a had a huge game again. Yeah. Seven receptions for 135 yards. It's clear Fitzpatrick has eyes for him. You know, if he's a he's a wide receiver three rest of season. Yeah. He's putting these numbers up consistently, and it looks like Devontae Parker finally figured out how to play. Yeah, he's the reason why they're still in this game. I mean, 135 receiving yards, seven receptions. That's really good. Uh, the most yards by a running back was Kalen Balaj with nine. Like it was all passing there, so I this score would not be as close if it wasn't for Devontae Parker. So I like I, I really like that connection connection there, and I think that uh, Devontae Parker I put him as a low end wide receiver two, honestly. Yeah, well, and and like you said, you know they had to throw because yeah. Kalen Balaj is their running it's back, garbage. yeah, <laughs> and that's that's not changing. So they are going to need to throw quite frequently. And Fitzpatrick has shown he can bring fantasy value to his weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited for the Dolphins. Um, okay, more excited for just Devontae Parker. Yeah, that's the next game about it. Is the Dallas Cowboys took on the Detroit Lions, and they started out slow but finished hot. Mm-hmm. Lions once again were titillated with early success and then just faded into oblivion. They just can't win a game. They just can't to save their life. It's sad. Uh, but with the Cowboys, we'll start with a good. Dak Prescott, good. All of them. Elliot, good. Gallup, yeah. he had a huge game. Nine Heck receptions yeah. for 148 yards. Good call, Andrew. He's your boy. Really excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Unfortunately, my yep. other boy, Amari Cooper, only got three receptions for 38 yards. Amari Pooper. Little disappointing there, but that's because Prescott threw to Gallup and Randall Cobb, both of them for over 115 yards. Cobb got a touchdown in there as well. So, yeah, no, Cooper's just one of those players. I'm so glad I don't own him. Oh, why? <laughs> he's so good, but it's such a roller coaster. He's amazing. He, well, I'd he's... rather, I mean, would you rather have him or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. 
Hopkins, even though Cooper's got more TDs, more catches. Nope, less catches. Never mind. Uh, More yards, though. Guaranteed workload. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah. And like, it's, I completely understand anyone who'd say Cooper, but, you know, Hopkins is the offense. And here you see, you know, they don't always need Cooper. And Hopkins doesn't deal with the same injury, (laughs) injury history that Cooper does. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, this is a game where they were, the Lions defense was all eyes on Cooper. They were just trying to contain Cooper from going off and then. Dak had to look elsewhere. Well, and now he's sharing with Gallup, who is, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I was saying, you know, I think they were wanting Gallup to become the one so that they don't mm-hmm. have to pay Cooper uh, in free agency. Yeah. And I, you know, right now they have two wide receiver ones, in my opinion. So Gallup yeah. took a huge step forward. Uh, Randall Cobb had four receptions for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Is this legit? Or do you think it was just flash in the pan second week in a row? Oh, it's tough. Like you said, it is two weeks in a row, but I feel like you got to give him an opportunity now. I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not going to go and say that, you know, yeah, I think he's rosterable. I don't think he's startable yet, but you know, two games where he's got a touchdown and over a hundred yards. I think that he's rosterable and I think you got to play matchup. So yeah, they're going up against new England next week. So, and then Buffalo the following. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know if I would start him per se, but I think that, uh, I would put him on my roster. Yeah, I disagree to a pretty major extent. Um, you know, I think he was able to be good because Cooper wasn't. Um, I love Cobb. You know, as a Packer fan, he has led to some pretty good times uh, and a lot of touchdowns. But I don't think this offense can provide value for Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Jason Witten, and Randall Cobb. Yeah. That's a lot of mouths to feed. I think Cobb is a situational player and he's going to have these blow up games, but he's also going to give you stinkers. Like he has every other game this season, except for last week. Um, oh, so this is a lot of mouths to feed. And if Cooper was, if Cooper wasn't a part of it, then it'd be a different story. Then I would really like Cobb. You know, if there was one less receiver, I would like Cobb a lot more. Um, but he's the clear number three in this packing order. He's clearly behind Gallup and Cooper. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I think that he's a des- he's he's one of those players where I would put on my team, and he's a very desperation player. Where if you need someone to fill that spot, if you get screwed over with bye weeks or injuries, if you just need a person to fill that flex spot for a week, I think Cobb would be a, a decent option. I respectfully disagree, but I respect you both as a person and a fantasy analyst. Oh, thank you. I don't really, but over to the Lions side of the ball. Uh, Big storyline is Bo Scarborough and Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson was uh, listed as the starter, and Mm -hmm. he started the game and broke your heart because he barely played. He He was so bad. Three times. Three times. He ran the ball twice for a total of six yards. Then he caught the ball once for zero. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. Uh, but Bo Scarborough, he's he's a player we need to talk about. Uh, ever since Karen Johnson was taken out earlier this season, it's really kind of been a, a gross combination backfield. Uh, yeah, J.D. McKissick, Ty Johnson, Tra Carson. <laughs> I mean, it's been gross. Uh, Bo Scarborough, this is his first week with the team. Uh, he was cut by the Cowboys earlier in the year. Um, mm-hmm but he's an Alabama running back, you know, watching him play. He kind of reminds me of kind of a Derrick Henry light. 
he is a big dude and he needs a he's little a bit of space back, yeah. to uh to speed up to get to full speed yep. uh and he's not quite as strong as derrick henry but i think he's a little quicker I liked him a lot. He sh- he looked great, in my opinion. He, he had 14 great, carries yeah. for 55 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And this is a good offensive line. So if Bo Scarborough does get the full workload, I think he is insanely valuable. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to lose it to uh, Ty Johnson. No, I would be worried about JD McKissick's involvement because he looks very good as well. McKissick yeah. had a pretty I- solid game. I don't know. He was McKissick was definitely more involved in the in the receiving game rather mm-hmm. than the ground game. Um, McKissick got three receptions for forty yards. That's pretty good. But he only ran the ball three times for thirteen. I think that they tried to give McKissick a chance last week. Didn't really work out. Now they gave Bo a chance, and it I think it worked out in their favor. So I think that I, I predict that we're going to see mostly Bo uh, over McKissick. I think maybe a. 60 40 split maybe a 70 30 yeah no bo scarborough is my number one waiver wire pick this week Uh, Mm -hmm. and he could honestly be a league winner for you if he does assume this this role for the for the lions um he looked like the best running back out there i mean we watched johnson we watched carson mckissick and and scarborough looked way better than anyone else like outstandingly better whoa okay uh, I wouldn't say he looks outstandingly oh, better. But uh, compared to Trot Carson, yes. Compared and compared to Ty Johnson, I mean the only one who stands. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant Carry on Johnson. You said Johnson, so I'm like, oh yeah, I meant Ty Johnson. Carry on's pretty good. I mean, Carry on's out of the picture. There you so. go. Okay, um, yeah, and it does get a little more depressing when you talk about wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, one reception for only 34 yards. Marvin Jones on the flip side, four receptions for 43 yards and two touchdowns. Andrew, talk me through how to cope with life if you own Galladay or Marvin Jones. Uh, You cry. Well, with Galladay, Marvin Jones, I think that he should be on your roster. He gets really inconsistent with touchdowns, but he is involved in this offense. So he's the, I think he's like now the 12th best yeah, he's the 12th best wide receiver this year. That's insane. So a player like that, you got to pick up on your team. I mean, I like him way more than I like Randall Cobb, obviously. And, you know, if I need to decide between him and Gallup, I would almost go Marvin Jones. Well, I mean, Marvin Jones is owned in 90% of leagues. Yeah. So he's not not readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's an every week starter, honestly. Yeah, you got to start him. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> he just has that kind of breakout tendency and it's kind of a weird teeter totter. So let me break down Marvin Jones, his last couple games. Yeah. So this week he had 16 and this is going to be, let's just do Yahoo standard league uh, sure. fractional. Sure. So 16 points, seven, 18, two, 33, one, seven, 16. There's this weird teeter totter where he disappears and then comes back in a huge way. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately with him and Galladay, it's just teeter totter. It's you, you just don't know how to feel good about it. Um, you know, Galladay is the clear number one, but it doesn't make you feel a whole lot better if you're yeah. the Galladay owner. Uh-huh. So you still have to start Galladay. You know, for a second there, you thought you had a wide receiver one, but with Stafford being out and Marvin Jones stepping up, I yep. think Galladay is more of a low end two. Um, and honestly, we've seen it on his good days. He's a superstar. But, yeah. you know, with Stafford yeah. being out in this offense, I think being a little capped on what they can do. 
Uh, unfortunately, Galladay is a low end two, and I think Jones is a probably mid wide receiver three with huge upside. Yeah. yeah, I would say high end wide receiver three there. Uh, it it seems like that he does good. He does way better against teams that are that have a good secondary. The Jones. the pattern that I'm seeing uh, mm-hmm. that Marvin Jones does. So you got to play matchup here. So next week they're playing Washington. I think that maybe this could be the week that Galladay does better. But it, it's so tough. You almost just need to close your eyes and just randomly pick one because you just never know what's going to happen. It's just really unfortunate. Yeah, no, and, and unfortunately, as analysts, we, we can't tell you to it's do hard. that. Um, yeah. yeah, but no, like we said, you know, it's it's Galladay is the one, but mm-hmm. Marvin Jones is a close second, yeah. um, as horrifying as that is. Uh, the next game we have is the weekly blowout. It's a good one. Uh, Houston Texans just forgot to show up against yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. Starting with the Ravens side of the ball, because I think that one's more exciting. Obviously. It's way more exciting. Lamar Jackson awesome. is incredible. Four touchdowns, had 86 rushing yards. He's a, he's he's amazing. Uh, watching him play football, it's it's kind of it's a cheat code, honestly, it's for fantasy especially. Yeah, it's Michael um, Vick. Yeah, we, we we don't need to talk about him too much, but number one QB uh, in fantasy and arguably real life right now. Mark mm-hmm. Ingram had a great day, 48 yards on the ground. He had three catches for 37 yards, two touchdowns. Which really, it team. buoyed him this week. This wow. week. Uh, running backs did not score a lot of points. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, Ingram, you know, we've said it all season. He's going to get you between 40 and 70 yards every single game with yep. touchdown potential. He had 48 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. this is what we expect from him. Uh, Gus Edwards had a great day as well. Eight carries for 112 yards and a touchdown. That was he such a not... funny play. Yeah. And he, he... <laughs> they put an RG3. And then Gus Edwards and RG3 hands the ball off to Edwards for a 63-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah, and Edwards is really talented. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Gus bus. Um, He is not a standalone player, uh, but he is one of the most high-value handcuffs. If you have Ingram, you need Edwards. Even if you don't have Ingram, I'd be tempted to carry Edwards where I have a roster spot to play with uh, Mm -hmm. because Ingram has a history of getting hurt. so, I mean, I, that's that's the situation I would want the backup in. Um, yeah. Mark Andrews keeps it rolling, uh, scored a touchdown, and had 75 yards, Heck fifth yeah. best tight end. He keeps it going. Uh, if you drafted him, you have a top tight end, and congratulations. Over to the Texans side of the ball, Deshaun Watson was a major loser this week. He only had four points in most leagues, it was, standard leagues. It was terrible. I mean, he finished as the 28th best quarterback this week yeah yeah 28 remember there's some teams on bye weeks as well so (laughs) he like Taysom Taysom Hill almost caught up to him yeah no that's that's not great bad um and pretty much all the weapons were disappointing too Mm -hmm. uh Carlos Hyde was the lone player that scored a lot of points nine carries for 65 yards and a touchdown that was really on on one big play DeAndre Hopkins was heavily involved, seven receptions, 80 yards. Too bad he didn't oh, find the bad. end zone. Yeah. But he's still he's still the wide receiver we expected him to be, mm. making those tough catches. Um, he did have a huge play uh, yeah. broken up because he was interfered with in a major way. That so, was very questionable. Yeah, he's getting the, the red zone targets. He's getting the targets in general. I really like DeAndre Hopkins. And he does yeah. have a tough schedule coming up. 
but he's DeAndre Hopkins. And he, he can do it. If anyone yeah. can do it, it's him. And obviously Watson loves the guy, so he's gonna yeah. keep feeding keep feeding Hopkins. Kenny yep. Stills was a major disappointment. Four receptions for only twenty seven yards. I don't think he's rosterable and you don't need to start him. No. Yeah, I agree with you there. He had one good week, hyped us all up, and then he just let us down. He kind of pulled the Sammy Watkins almost. Oh, good lord. To a smaller degree. Yeah, my condolences. Yeah. Uh, anything else you feel like we need to break down from this game? No, it's just really underwhelming by the entire offense. Darren Fells, only one reception, 18 yards. Um, this is really a all-time low for the Texans here. So <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of Hopkins' performance. I mean, he was really be. seemed the only one that cared. But <laughs> I wouldn't say cared, That's but he, he looked he, he still looked really good despite losing by a lot. He's a pro. Yeah, against Marcus Peters, so. Uh, speaking of disappointing, yeah, Atlanta Falcons oh, take what on the Carolina Panthers. I want to point out Christian McCaffrey is a fantastic player. Even mm. in a game where his team scored three points, he had over <laughs> 19 fantasy football points in standard leagues. The he hell? Finished, he finished as the best running back in a uh, PPR league or half-point PPR league. Uh, his team scored three points. <laughs> he scored three points, and McCaffrey is nine yards short of 200 total yards. Yeah, yeah. the guy's a monster. Um, How did that happen? <laughs> I think that's my biggest takeaway. Um, but other parts of the team, Kyle Allen fell flat on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are starting to remember Cam Newton and maybe wanting to offer a new contract. Kyle Allen had 50 attempts. If you would have told me Kyle Allen threw the ball 50 times against the Falcons, I would have said, oh, wow, did he have 30 fantasy football points? Yeah, did he have three touchdowns? Two of them <sighs> to DJ Moore, one to Curtis Samuel? Yeah. Like That's what I would have expected. He, he did have over 300 yards, uh, but he did throw four interceptions uh, and no touchdowns. So a huge letdown. Kyle Allen was kind of riding high. He was proving to be yeah. a pretty apt streamer, um, but – you were quickly reminded of his floor and the Falcons defense played out of their minds again. What What's going on with it? Well, Dan Quinn isn't calling plays for the defense anymore. Uh, <laughs> that might be it. So yeah. no, honestly, that, that might be a pretty big factor. I think that is it. Um, so I'm actually going to be trying to stream the Falcons this upcoming week as well. Uh, and I, I can see this continuing for this Falcons defense. Um, but yeah, back to the Panthers. DJ Moore had a great day. Um, I was really excited to see his involvement. Eight re- eight receptions for 95 yards, and he was targeted in, in the end zone. You know, this yeah. is the one thing DJ Moore did not have going for him uh, was the touchdowns. Uh, he kind of reminded me of John Brown, where they still have a lot of touches, a lot of involvement. They just haven't had that big game. So I think DJ Moore, I don't know if it's next week or the week after that, but I think he's going to have his John Brown performance. Hopefully. I really like DJ Moore as well. Um, yeah, I finished just above DeAndre Hopkins this week. They're kinda, they kind of had the same week where their team really underperformed, but they still put up some decent numbers. Uh, Curtis Samuel let us down. Four receptions yeah. for 25 yards. I think that's that's more the offense than him or, mm-hmm. or and I guess his ability. He really Curt- does good when his team does good. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just an ancillary piece. I think he's a really good receiver, uh, but he's not a standalone stud. So when the Panthers do well, Curtis Samuel does well. Uh, Greg Olson had a fine performance, 57 yards. It's tight end world. You need a touchdown to to make you feel good about him. Uh, And this week he didn't get it. So 57 yards, I guess I'll take it. So yeah, it's okay. 
He's still a top ten tight end this year. Which Him is, and Jason Witten, crazy nine and ten. I, I, I mean, it's got to be the point where Greg Olson is is one of the top streamable options. Yeah, and and right. he is. He he is. He's involved. Um, so you know he is stream worthy. Uh, over to the Falcons side of the ball. My condolences to everyone who started Brian Hill, myself included. I suffered with you. He was vultured twice. Um, and he didn't look good when he was running the ball. Mm-mm. He did have 15 carries, so that was great. I mean, that was the reason we told you to start him. Yeah. Uh, and the Panthers, you know, have a terrible run defense. And that still holds true. <laughs> and Brian Hill, before the week, if you have told me he would have gotten 15 carries against the Panthers, I would have said started him. And yep. once again, he was vultured twice for touchdowns. So, yes, that sucks, but I am still pretty optimistic moving forward. Uh, Matt Ryan had a fine day. This wasn't so much the Falcons being great uh, on offense. It was their defense stepping up. Giving them the opportunity to score all these touchdowns. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Julio Jones has a fine day, 91 yards. Uh, but Calvin Ridley was the star of the show. Heck yeah. Uh, eight receptions, almost 150 yards, one touchdown. He's boom bust, and he certainly boomed. Big boom, yeah. It was a big boom. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a really good week for uh, yours and my favorite wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> my John Brown, your Calvin Ridley. I Calvin dig it. Exactly. That's a fight I would watch. Oh, that's I haven't even thought about that. All right, but now on. we will. Moving on. on, we All have I'm gonna think about. anybody you need to, you feel the need to talk about with the Falcons. Uh, when can Austin Hooper come back? <laughs> Not soon enough is <laughs> the answer. Enough. I mean, I know that Falcons are doing fine without him, but. I just want him back. That's it. Yeah, you and everybody else that owns him. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the New Orleans Saints, who took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to start with the Buccaneers because they're just fun. They're fun, fun to make fun of. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jameis is a bad quarterback. It's so <laughs> – it is funny. He was taken first overall in the draft – Bless his heart. I think he's a fine guy, but dear Lord, is he bad at football. That's so bad. And he has all those intangibles you want. You know, he's got the size. He's got the arm. He can make any throw, but he's also so bad. He makes such bad decisions. Yeah. He threw four interceptions this game. Can you guess how many interceptions he has this season? I know he leads the NFL. I'd say 19. Definitely. Wow, you're so close. He's got 18. He's got oh, 19 shoot. TDs. Wow. 19 TDs, 18 interceptions. Yeah. No, it's 18. him and Baker fighting for worst. <laughs> 18 interceptions in 10 games. Yeah. No, I can't do numbers very well, what? but that's not good numbers. Yeah. No, and bless his heart, once again, we've seen him be fantastic. You know, he has yeah. those moments where, you know, he can throw for we know almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. Uh huh. But you get these games. Um, ugh. Yeah, so I'm not streaming him. I don't want any piece of him. I'm kind of done with him at uh, this point. OJ Howard, he had a great week against the Cardinals. This week, he made a horrible, horrible go? catch that kind of turned into an interception. Uh, and he was benched after that. So he mm-hmm. is donezo. He is cut. He is not on my roster. I'm not even looking at him. Thank Camera you. Break. Next. Cameron Braid is an option. Cameron Braid, I love. Honestly, I think he was one of the big winners from this past weekend. He had 15 targets, 10 receptions for 73 yards. Any tight end getting 
15 targets is worth or starting. 10 receptions for that matter. Yes. Yep. 10 receptions <laughs> uh, yeah. as well. That's a huge bonus. Uh, yep. But no, just that target involvement is spectacular. So I am heavily interested in Cameron Brait. Uh, and if he's not splitting with Howard, if it is the Brait show, we've seen it be successful before. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can see it being successful moving forward. So I think he's a worthwhile stream. Um, Mike Evans, you know, four receptions, 69 yards. That's not great. Uh, Chris Godwin only had three receptions, but thankfully, you know, broke one off. He had 47 yards, one touchdown. Another kind of disappointing part on this team was Ronald Jones. He had four carries for 13 yards. That was rough. Here's the good news. Yeah, uh, tell me the good news. He did, you know, he played more snaps and had more of a role than Peyton Barber. What yeah. sucks is Peyton Barber scored the touchdown, which yeah. really sucks. Steven touchdown, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, he out-touched Barber 6-2. to two. Uh, Jones had six uh, touches, whereas uh, Barber only had two. So yeah. it, it was Jones <laughs> in the game. But, yeah, oh, that damn vulture touchdown. Well, uh, and, I think they just need to play catch up too, as as well. Like you know, the other yeah. games, they're they're losing by a lot to the Saints. They got a Saints got off to an early lead, so you know they, they got to catch up, and they're not going to just run the ball for four yards every time. They're going to need to throw it, make some big plays. Right? Yeah, they had to abandon the run, uh, which yeah. is too bad. I do still, I wouldn't say really like, but I still like quite a bit Ronald Jones moving yeah. forward. Yeah, he's uh, yeah startable still. This was a low point, uh, but I still have him as a low-end RB2 moving forward. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Uh, over to the Saints side of the ball, Drew Brees is good at football. Alvin Kamara, what? he was, okay, get this. Alvin Kamara yeah. was the third best running back in fantasy football this week. Mm-hmm. He had 13 carries for 75 yards and 10 receptions for 47 yeah. yards. Yep, and we should say rushing, that's a PPR ranking. PPR ranking. Uh, yeah. Definitely buoyed from the 10 receptions. Yeah, uh, he, he had a good game even without scoring a touchdown. This mm-hmm. dude is just—I mean—and Tampa Bay has a fantastic run defense, and he got it done. I, I really like Kamara. Yeah. Uh, and next week he takes on the Panthers, so I think Kamara and Murray might be a, a good play against the the Panthers next week. Yeah, the Murray does it. He worries me a little bit the fact that he's—they're kind of splitting time. Yeah, uh, uh, Kamara got yeah thirteen carries. Murray got ten. But Kamara did so much more. He got, you know, 17 or sorry, 75 yards and Murray only got 27. So if you do the math, Kamara gets 5.8 yards per carry, 2.7 for Latavius Murray. So Kamara's well, just doing more. And it was against the Buccaneers who are arguably are the best. Second, the second best, yeah. That's yeah. why I said arguably. Um, yeah, and I argued. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, so I think Murray depending on the matchup, can have standalone value. Uh, but very excited about Kamara. I think he's a league winner uh, at this Me point. Too. It has been a little yeah. rocky, but he's coming back on. Michael Thomas yeah. is the – I might be wrong. You might disagree with me, but I I'm think he's the disagree. number one wide receiver in football. I'm not going to disagree with that. Nor should you. No, Moving he's, on. he's he's just amazing. I mean, he's a top fantasy performer. He's a top receiver in the NFL right now. First one to break 1,000 yards. It's – yeah, he's just amazing. Yep. Yeah, Jared Cook, two receptions. That's not great. Uh, but luckily, yeah. he did catch a touchdown. So if you streamed him, congratulations. Good for you. 
that sums up the Saints. I'll probably like them later on, but that's, you know. Moving on, we have Brian's disappointment game the of the week. game of the week. I was laughing was exciting. so hard for yeah. almost this entire game because the Broncos yeah. were crushing the Vikings. It was 20 to nothing at halftime. I knew, awesome. like, I, at halftime, I just pictured your reaction in my head and i got so upset yep just your maniacal laugh yeah i was i was laughing hard and my dad's a bronco fan so that just (laughs) added to just how funny it was that the vikings were getting smoked yeah yeah really got really nervous there yep yep um yeah going into the fantasy analysis not just the emotional analysis a lot of fun as that was uh philip Lindsay, 67 yards you know it's He's yeah. never going to be a player you're excited to start. Okay. He's got juice. When he gets the work, he can get stuff done. Vikings have good defense. Good. So. Yeah, he did good. Yeah, I, I still like Lindsey as a low-end RB2. Mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton is a bona fide oh high-end wide receiver two. Five receptions, 113 yards. He just makes it happen. He is a yeah. good football player in a bad situation. And and I talked about it on the preview podcast. I was like, he's going to have an amazing game. He's going up against Xavier Rhodes, who is not good this season. And he just he performed, and it was so upsetting. But I was also kind of happy because I was right about Cortland Sutton. But you were impressed. I was impressed just how amazing he is. I mean, Brandon Allen is not that good of a quarterback. <laughs> what? He's really not. I mean, Cort- Cortland Sutton looked like the better quarterback. He got a 38-yard pass. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Cortland Sutton can get it done with any quarterback. I mean, he's, he had Flacco and then Brandon Allen, and he's still like a top 10. So, yeah, he's just amazing. I am excited for when they sign Cam Newton in the offseason. Yeah, oh, my god, That's gosh. my bold prediction. That's um, going to be awesome. Yeah, over to the Vikings side of the ball. Mm. Kirk Cousins, you Holy know. Cow showed up for a half and he got over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Dalvin cook is a stud. Stefan Diggs, five receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't work. like Stefan Diggs. You, I just, I just don't, I don't like anything say, about him. You say that every time we talk about Diggs. So and whenever, true. when you said, I'm going to be honest, I was like, Oh, are you changing your mind on him? No, no you're not. I just don't I like mean, him. He's performing. Uh, he's very, his stats are a roller coaster and Thielen's gone. So keep that. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the big thing that you need to consider. Um, Thielen's gone right now. Diggs is the clear wide receiver one at this point. Uh, But with Thielen back, you know, I, I put Diggs as a, as a flex option. I wouldn't put him any higher than that. Um, But right now I think he's a very low end, you know, wide receiver too, because of his upside. So put up 121 yards and touchdown this week. And, yeah, I, I just think as long as Thielen's gone, Diggs is going to be pretty good on fire. Yeah, no, Stefan Diggs, as much as I don't like him, I would hate to go against him. With Thielen being out, I think he's a high-end wide receiver too. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to throw touchdowns to somebody, and Kyle Rudolph might catch one or two of them, but he yeah. needs somebody else, and that'll be Stefan Diggs. Um, or I guess whoever is wide receiver one is at the moment. I know who it's yeah. not. It's not going to be Josh Doxson, and it's not going to be Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> no. It's, um, yeah, it's it's the other the next best wide receiver is Ola BC Johnson. Yeah. So yep. Or Irv Smith. But yeah. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, Andrew's boy. Our best five friend. receptions, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Uh huh. 
is he a viable streamer at this point? I I mean I I said it uh I think was it last episode for the preview? It's kind of the same deal with Diggs and like what you said before uh Cousins has to throw to someone and he's looking to for Diggs and Kyle Rudolph and I think as long as Thielen is is out Kyle Rudolph is definitely a uh, top stream for a tight end. He's got f- what three, four touchdowns in the last three games. That's what that's what we talked about with tight ends. If they get a touchdown, you're happy for that week. So I think that Kyle Rudolph's surprisingly being consistent with these touchdowns, and you know I like him moving forward. Yeah, no, I I have to agree with you there. Um, you know he's not the most sexy pick, but with Thielen mm-hmm. being out, you know I think he's in a stream conversation yeah. if Thielen comes back i feel differently but in yeah. the meantime rudolph i think he's worthwhile yep uh and the vikings are on fire as much as it pains me um which it, i'm kind of disappointed because now we got a bye week so it's like hopefully we don't lose hopefully that fire doesn't oh, go out you know you will you i know you will. just don't it's, it's choke, the viking don't way. choke at the end of the season the please we're doing so good Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals who fell to the 49ers. Like you alluded to in the opener, a big takeaway is Kyler Murray is a stud. You know, he was drafted number one overall for a reason, and he showed even against one of the best defenses in the NFL, Yeah, he, he made it happen. You know, he, I think, what was it, 26 points in fantasy football leagues this week? Yeah. Um, 150 yards through the air, two touchdowns. And he rushed for 67 yards and a touchdown. It's a good, that was a good run. He's Lamar Jackson light. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a tiny guy, so that's pretty funny yeah. too. Yep. That works on a couple different levels. Uh-huh. Can't ride a roller coaster, but he can play quarterback in the NFL. It's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, listen, with his with his paycheck, he can build himself his own roller coaster. So good he's one. performing to a high caliber. Jeez. Okay. Um, Honestly, I mean, uh, it was a rough joke, but you get the was. point. He's I, amazing. I yes. Um, Kenyon Drake is the he's the running back for this Cardinals offense. Not quite sure what the deal is. Uh, I think David Johnson is playing hurt and he's ineffective. Yeah. Uh, but I think he wants to be the guy. You know, after the game, he made a tweet. It was just dot dot dot. Is that mean he's disappointed with himself? Is he disappointed with how he's being used? Mm-hmm. I think it turns. I think it translates into disappointment for sure, yeah. uh, especially for fantasy owners. Um, he was a consensus top ten running back and arguably a top ten overall pick. So Kenyon Drake, the player they traded for, has performed really well uh, since he got traded. Uh, granted, he only had sixteen carries for sixty seven yards. But the 49ers are elite. So that's still good involvement. Still shockingly good production. Yeah. Um, yeah. David Johnson, you know, he's, you still need him on your roster, but he's just in case. He's bench until further notice. I agree. Uh, Christian Kirk is a Deshaun Jackson esque type of player. He boomed last week and this week he returns to earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Six receptions for 41 yards. Larry Fitzgerald had a nice little renaissance, 37 yards and a touchdown. He he finally got welcomed back to the end zone. I wouldn't expect that moving forward. You know, Fitzgerald is a great player. He's going to make things happen. But on a week to week, I would not want Fitzgerald on my roster. Yeah, he's just too inconsistent. He's he's there for – he's not the best fantasy player. He's not the best – 
fantasy wide receiver. I love him if he's on your team. You know, if you're a Cardinals fan, it's awesome because he's just going to be there when you need him the most, but he's he just doesn't put up enough points for fantasy. Yeah, and I honestly think that sums up the Cardinals. This is a yeah. good team. Um, there were a lot of question marks at the beginning of the season. Um, I was super excited to see where this team would end up, and they're growing. You know, each and every week they look better, and each and every week Kyler Murray is getting better and better. So yeah. thrilled to see that. This is a team that went from literally the worst offense in the NFL last season to now they're an average to above yeah, average good. offense. That's incredible. Yeah. Really excited for next season with this Cardinals team. Uh, mm-hmm. Over to the 49ers side of the ball. Uh, Jimmy G played great. Um, his best games yeah. are against the Cardinals, but unfortunately yep. he's done facing the Cardinals for the season. So, yeah, it's he's a good quarterback. I wouldn't necessarily stream him moving forward. You know, he No, just, he's got some tough matchups. Go yeah. On. No, I, I mean, I would rather play Jacoby Brissett over Jimmy yeah. G coming up. Um, but he played really well this game. Tevin Coleman did not look great. Uh, 12 carries for only 14 yards, three receptions for 48 yards. Um, you know, he's just, he's not a standalone, a good player. You know, he needs that Matt Burita. Yeah. No. So uh, hoping Burita's back this week. And I think that makes, obviously that makes Burita more valuable because he's playing. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think that I, makes Tevin yeah. Coleman better too. Yeah, their run game was pretty non-existent in this game. I mean, Coleman was, you know, the running back that got the most yards, and he only got 14, and then Mostert got 13. So it's really not impressed at all by the rushing. But like you said, with Burita coming back, it should kind of boost that that run game for, for Coleman as uh, well. And with Emmanuel Sanders not being a factor in this game, uh, Debo Samuel really stepped it up. Eight receptions for 134 yards. Do you think that's Debo, or do you think that's the Cardinals' defense? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I would say more of Cardinals defense um, because Debo hasn't really been that great this season. I mean, his next best game was last week against Seattle uh, where he got 112 yards. So he's, he's got two decent weeks in a row. Um, but I would need to see more consistency out of him in order for me to feel comfortable starting him. Uh, the issue is where, you know, more than halfway done with the season. So he's kind of running out of time for him to prove himself. So I, I'm yeah. not too excited about him. He kind of reminds me of Christian Kirk. Uh, I would never feel good starting him. I just yeah. know he's a freakish talent and he can get yeah. it done. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, next up, we have the new England Patriots who beat out the Eagles in a very narrow fashion. Tom Brady has a really bad fantasy day. 216 yards passing, no touchdowns. Uh, Julian Edelman actually gets the touchdown yeah, pass. That was the only ex- – <laughs> I, I would argue that's the only exciting thing about that game. Yeah, no, I think you would have it a legit argument for that. Rough. Yeah, no, really – I don't. correct me if I'm wrong, but really everybody had a bad day. Um, Edelman was the He's best the performing. Yeah. Tony Michelle struggled like we kind of predicted. Uh-huh. Um yeah, anything you feel you need to say about the Patriots? I, I guess let me interrupt you. Yeah, Tom Brady, he is what we thought he was. He's a really, really – he's the Larry Fitzgerald of real life. Is that disrespectful to Larry or Tom? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Wow. They're both legends. Yeah, okay, let me rephrase that. You know, he's at that stage in his career where he certainly can have the huge game if needed. Yeah. But – 
when they're winning, now it's going to be a matter of everybody else, not necessarily him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's getting colder. He's going to be throwing less. That just happens historically. That's not an old joke. But no, you know, he's outside of my streamer thoughts. He's yeah. outside of my roster thoughts. I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. I'd rather have yep. Jimmy G. You know, I would rather start, honestly, Sam Darnold than Tom Brady coming up. Me too. Yeah, and we talked about this. You, I guess I should say, you talked about this at the beginning of the season where Tom Brady, who always starts out hot, and then he just starts trending down. And I think this is really, really a important game in that trend where he's just going to put up more numbers like these instead of uh, what you got, you know, the first couple weeks. Well, and he hasn't even really been good this season. So if for whatever reason you're still starting Tom Brady, stop freaking starting Tom Brady. Yeah, he's out of the top yeah, 10. Get a little more creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, over to the Eagles side of the ball. Really, everybody struggled, you know, kind of like we expected. It's, it's the Patriots. One uh, guy did all right. I guess two guys. <laughs> two guys did all right. Two guys uh, did all the right. The guys who did not do all right. Carson Wentz had a very pedestrian day. Miles Sanders only had 11 carries for 38 yards. Jordan Howard was a non-factor. It came down to Zach Ertz, nine receptions for 94 yards, and Dallas Goddard, 36 yards, and a touchdown. With Alshon Jeffrey being out, with their top receiver being Nelson Aguilar, you know, they really do rely on their tight ends. So Goddard, I think, is a... I think he's a TE one moving forward. Honestly, I think he's top 10. It's gross. Um, but it's, in this it's offense, really gross. it's top 10, you know, his, he's yeah. involved. He's getting red zone looks. Uh, and Zach Ertz is a tight end one as well. You know, he's getting the opportunity. It's, yeah. It's weird to say that they're both tight end ones, but yeah, uh, if you had such to start a low floor, who would you start? If you had to start one of them? Oh, if I had to start one, it'd be Zach Ertz. He's okay, the better player. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really easy to be a good uh, tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this Eagles offense, they don't have a wide receiver. I mean, they, they no. literally do not have their wide receiver. One is Zach Ertz and their yeah, wide it, receiver. It, two is Dallas Goddard. It, it's kind of like the Ravens. Honestly, they don't have any wide receivers. So they just toss it to their tight ends all the time. And yeah. It works. Yeah. It works for them. So these are both Not valid streamers moving forward. Um, I have Goddard as a, you know, T 10, you know, I'm not excited to start him, but yeah. if you're in a pinch, could, you know, I would start worse. him over Doyle. I'd start him over Ebron. Yep. That's kind of yeah. the range I have him in. Yeah, that's a pretty good spot. Just I, I got him just below like Greg Olson and all that. Yep. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals who lost shocker to the Oakland Raiders. There's no shocker. Are the Raiders oh, good? Sarcasm. Got it. Sarcasm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Raiders are good. Yeah. Weird. The Raiders are good. Derek Carr's been performing. Tyra Williams has been pretty consistent josh jacobs is uh he's a stud you know contender for offensive rookie of the year i i actually don't think it's much of a contention honestly kyler murray's been good kyler murray's up there yeah yeah you're right and dk metcalf dk yeah i I just don't think dk is at that level yet but i think oh i guess you said offensive yeah offense um yeah argument for defense but yeah josh jacobs amazing 23 carries 112 yards i I, the Raiders are good, man. I've been saying that they have a positive record somehow, uh, and I honestly think that they they're a sleeper for the playoffs. Shut up. I've been I've been hyped about this. Shut team. up. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've heard you I, say. I think I think that they could finish second in their division. I think they're going to make wild card. They're right. they're better than Chargers, better than the Broncos. Um, yeah, I I 
I think that they can make a wild card, but let's, we should probably just get back to, to fantasy. You really disagree. And I can just, yeah, I just, hear your anger. I just don't like Derek Carr. Oh man. I he's again, he's not sexy, but he's, he's winning the games. I mean, he's not winning you a fantasy uh, games, but he's going to put up decent points. So yeah. to be fair, uh, I I'm in Brian's boat on this one. We had this discussion yesterday and I was telling Andrew, I think, uh, I think the Raiders are going to do good all the way up until they play the the Jaguars, and they're going to choke against the Jaguars. I can I see that happening. That's that's a yeah. week fifteen. Yeah. Um, you know they they got a decent schedule. I mean the two tough teams are Kansas City. Andrew, uh, do you know who wins in playoffs? Big I, Dick Nick. Good teams. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> it wasn't playoff. Okay. Do you oh, remember it was the Super two Bowl years ago? That's true. Do you remember about two years ago when Marcus Mariota made the playoffs? I think it's going to be like that. For, I mean, yeah, for Derek Carr. For Derek Carr, I mean, I, they're going to. I think they're going to make playoffs. I don't think they're going to make it far at all. Nobody cares. Uh, oh come on! <laughs> oh, Raiders, yeah. Raiders, 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 Raiders. Darren Waller is a great tight end. You'd like to see him reach the end zone more often, uh, but he's heavily involved, so you can't complain. Uh, and like you alluded to, Tyrell Williams, you know, you're starting him as a wide receiver three. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a running back one, heavily involved and productive. Uh, yeah, over to the Bengals side of the ball. Joe Mixon, thank you for showing a pulse. 15 Shut carries up. for 86 yards and a touchdown. I think that's just they literally can't do anything else to get positive yardage. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nobody they don't have there. Any they it's, don't have any options at all. No, they just give the ball to Joe Mixon and say, please don't embarrass us. Yep. Just hang um, on the ball and run as fast as you can. Yeah, no, he's a low-end RB2, uh, uh, and he's actually getting better and better considering yeah. their team is getting worse and worse. Yep. Auden Tate uh, is, you know, I think a really good receiver. He had four receptions for 56 yards before he got hurt and had to leave the yeah. game with a that neck was a injury. Very scary injury. Yeah, yeah. no, and that I think he was one of the lone bright spots for this team. Yeah. Yep. Tyler it's Boyd. Very, very unfortunate. Yeah. Tyler Boyd sucks. One reception for zero yards. <laughs> um, straight up not good. Yeah, no, just straight up not having a good time. Yeah, I, this Bengals team sucks. You're starting Mixon. That's it. You also are starting everyone against the Bengals. True. Yeah. Next game, we have the Bears who lost to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, you got these guys to blame for. Uh, yeah. For your loss this week in our predictions. Yeah. Uh, starting with David Montgomery, 14 carries, which is fine, but he only carried for 31 yards and had one catch for 19 yards. Tariq Cohen Terrible. got the touchdown. Uh, yeah. Cohen's getting more involved uh, rather than less involved. I don't I, like it. No, that definitely you know caps what Montgomery can do. Ruining everything. And honestly, with the team they have right now, I don't think they're going to be winning a lot of games. So they might be uh, needing Tariq more than Montgomery. And mm. I think there's a case to be made in PPR. Tariq Cohen's the more valuable player. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Five yeah, receptions. Man. I mean, he did get the receiving touchdown as well. Yeah. If, if you're in a PPR league, Cohen is. Well, think about it this way. So in uh, this game, Tariq Cohen had 13. Oh, I'm sorry. 14 total touches. David Montgomery had 15 total touches. That's yeah, a almost near split, and Tariq Cohen scored the touchdown. So it's it's gross yeah. either way. I don't want to start Montgomery. I don't want to start Cohen. No. If I'm in a PPR league, if I have to start one, it'd be Cohen, uh, just because he's a big play guy. Uh, 
and it's the pass catching. Yes. Allen Robinson was predictably shut down by Jalen Ramsey. Four receptions for a whopping 15 yards. Trubisky just didn't even try it. <laughs> he just he did not go there. Yeah, um, Chase Daniels for or Chase Daniel for four plays, and then he gave up as well. Yeah, this is a this is a terrible team. Um, Allen Robinson is the lone bright spot, and even that bright spot is somewhat limited. Remember when people had them as like Super Bowl contenders before the season started? Yeah, no, and it was there was a legit case to be made. Uh, yeah, we're hyped about it. Yeah, makes me sad. It's a good team. That's just if they had a quarterback and a coach who wasn't trying to be clever, I think they could do some damage. Um, Offensive line. Maybe they get Cam Newton. Maybe they do. And poor Cam. Yeah, over to the Rams side of the ball. I'm really disappointed with Jared Goff. And let me tell you why. Uh, He is really good at a very limited amount of things. He got his big contract because when he's given a good offensive line, he can stand in the pocket, he can do play action, he can make those big throws. Yeah. If you give him any kind of pressure, that guy crumbles. Uh, it's hard to watch. It, he's getting paid so much money, and it's just you, you consider him to be in the top echelon of quarterbacks just yeah. because of what he's done, you know, last year. The Super Bowl last year. Yeah, yeah, and he he just does not look good. If you give him any kind of pressure, he's not good. And this is a really, really bad O-line. Uh, I said it last week. There is not a offensive line in football uh, that's been graded at – maybe that's not the right way of saying that. There's not an offensive line in football that got that bad that fast in the NFL, yeah. uh, rated by Pro Fantasy Focus. Um so that's not great. Jared Goff, you know, you're really seeing, you know, his his downside. Mm-hmm. He's not stream worthy unless he's at home in a positive matchup. Um, against the Bengals, that's the only option. That's a positive matchup. Home against the the Bengals or the Dolphins. Those are the only two teams. <laughs> that can try to stop. Um, yeah, no. I, like I said, if he's at home in a good matchup, I'd be tempted to stream him. But yeah. you know, I like Kyler Murray more than Jared Goff by far. Oh my god. Um, yeah, Todd Gurley, 25 yard or 25 carries, which is great for 97 yards and a touchdown. Now that they are in the playoff hunt, you know, they are on the verge. You know, mm-hmm. I think they kind of predicted they were going to be able to coast into playoffs and kind of use Gurley sparingly. That is not the case. They are needing to fight in every single game. So Gurley will be more involved. 25 carries. I hope that's the case moving forward. Uh, Cooper Cup had three receptions for 53 yards. Almost had a touchdown. That would have been great, but he was ruled inches short. So that that was a bummer for both Goff and Cup. Uh, But no, Cup is still a starter. He's still a locked in wide receiver one. It's just Goff. You know, he's going through his own stuff. Cup is his go-to guy. If he scores a touchdown, you're happy. Gerald Everett is someone I'm not happy one reception for 20 yards in Everett's defense. It was a tough okay. defense. Yep. Goff was bad. Mm-hmm. And he is dealing with a wrist injury. So I am optimistic moving forward with Everett. We've seen his upside recently and we've seen his involvement, especially next week. I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, but yeah, it's he's dealing with a wrist injury. And unfortunately, when you're catching the football, uh, your wrist is relatively important. Pretty important. Uh, any takeaway that I didn't mention? 
Oh, that's really it. I'm just happy Gurley got 25 carries. Me too. Uh, The final game we are recapping is the Mexico City game. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the LA Chargers, starting with the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes, uh, this was a gross game, uh, and it's worth mentioning. So the stadium they performed in uh, is in Mexico City. And for those who who aren't familiar with that. uh, It's in Mexico. It's in Mexico, and it's at such a high altitude that is really tough um, for other teams or for anybody to come down there. You know, for those of you that follow soccer, the U.S. men's national team and really any team that plays Mexico, their Mexico's record at their home stadium is so good because teams have a hard time adjusting to the altitude and the humidity and temperature. So typically when teams go to Mexico, I downgrade people because it's just hard. And you saw it in this game, you know, between the bad fields, the traveling, the, all those factors. I mean, we saw players get hurt. Damian Williams got hurt. Tyreek Hill got hurt. People Mm -hmm. were playing and slipping. It was gross. Um, So with that being said, kind of a letdown from almost everybody uh, except for a few individual players. Pat Mahomes had a fine, not spectacular day. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, seven carries for 29 yards uh, and a touchdown. You know, he stepped in for Damian Williams um, and fortunately he scored the touchdown. If he didn't, you would not be happy. I wouldn't be starting McCoy with confidence. I still like Damian Williams more in this offense. Travis Kelsey was great. Seven receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. He's a really good player. He's number one tight end. No question about it. I think that's it, honestly, from the Chiefs. If you started Hill, you are sad. Um, He got an MRI for his hamstring injury. So we'll keep you posted with what the results are from that. Mm-hmm. But nobody could really make it happen with yeah with him being out. Um, I do I do really want to uh, quick want to talk about you're talking about the elevation just to put things in perspective. Um, the altitude of the Aztec Stadium is seven thousand two hundred feet above sea level. Uh, Denver is five thousand two hundred feet above sea level. I mean, just to show the range of elevation. Yeah, that that's, messes that's with crazy. players. Um, yeah. And that's I mean, for people who aren't necessarily athletes or who haven't been to high elevations. It is. It does make a huge difference. So you know, especially for these finely tuned athletes, you know, it makes yeah. a big difference. Um, over to the Chargers side of the ball, Phil Rivers had a just a nasty, nasty that was, game. That's like Jameis Winston stats here. Yeah, truthfully, five hundred. Actually, wow, that's very. <laughs> now that you say that, that's horrifying. Yeah. I can't unthink that. Fifty-two total attempts. 353 yards, one touchdown, uh, but hobbled by four interceptions. He did not look good. He looked rushed. He looked washed up. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Bring in Kaepernick. Uh, yeah. Just think of other options. Melvin Gordon, 14 Same. carries for 69 yards and three receptions for 21 yards. That's fine. We'll like yeah. to touchdown. Austin Eckler had a very good game. Five carries for 24 yards, eight receptions for over 100 yards. Um, I would have liked to see a touchdown, but he looked great. You know, he looked good out there. Yeah, especially in a uh, PPR league. I mean, if you get eight receptions for 108 yards, that's insane for a running back. I mean, that's almost 
to McCaffrey's standards. That's, that's Kamara-esque. That's Kamara, exactly. Uh, Keenan Allen finally got back to the end zone. Um, welcome back, old friend. Took him a minute. Yeah, happy if you started him. He's one of those, you have to start him no matter what. You know, you've seen yeah. his downside, but, you know, he's a touchdown threat every single week. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry has six receptions for 69 yards. Minshew somewhere just went nice. Nice. Uh, Hunter Henry, yeah, he's a he's a top five tight end. He's involved. He's on a good offense. That's yeah. just how yeah. the cookie crumbles. Yeah, it's how the tight ends work. If you got a touchdown, that's a great performance. But he didn't, so it's just okay. That's, that's how the tight ends yeah. work. You know, I might be wrong. But it seems like the Chargers are kind of falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is just kind of a, a perennial playoff contender that just can never quite get there. In this season, it seems like they're finally finally being done. It just yeah. seems like that it's they're just falling apart. Um it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of hope for the Chargers this season. Like like I said, Raiders, they're doing better than the Chargers. I Raiders aren't going to finish better than Chargers. Chargers are four and seven right now. That should not happen. Yeah, that's that's oh, not good. That's not what I expected. I'm curious to see who their quarterback is next year. Um, that wraps up our recap. Uh, uh-huh. We're going to end the podcast with my favorite segment: Smash yeah. versus Crashed. What players smashed Week Eleven? What players crashed? Uh, I'll start with Smash. Uh, John Brown and John Allen. Thank you, Josh. fantasy oh, Josh Allen. <laughs> there you go. John Allen sounds like a revolution, revolutionary war leader. Uh, John Brown and Josh Allen. Thank you, fantasy football gods, for answering my fantasy prayers. Josh yeah, Allen, four touchdowns, <laughs> fifty-six yards rushing. Brown had over a hundred yards, two touchdowns. The fantasy cornucopia floweth over. That was all I could have hoped for against a bad Miami defense. Happy to see them finally doing it. I do think it's downhill from here, but man, I'm happy we had this high point before it gets sad. Enjoy the moment, you know? Yep, yep, certainly will. Uh, so I also had Josh Allen in one of mine. Um, I'm just happy. I mean, think, I think this is the first time that he's finished as the number one quarterback Yep. Uh, in this week. So I'm you know, really excited about that. My other uh, smashed is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, you asked me uh, why I was excited about Calvin Ridley, and I couldn't really give a solid answer. I just knew that he was going to do good, and he did. Eight receptions for 143 yards and a touchdown, the third best um, wide receiver this week. And, you know, I, I think that this is definitely his upside, and I can't see him getting much better than this. But with the Falcons playing really well, I, I, I like him moving forward. I want to point out as a fantasy analyst, you literally, yeah. it's your job to give reasons yeah. why you like people. So well, the fact I gave, that you're like, I, I couldn't really give a reason why I like Calvin Ridley. I like, just knew. My, my, reason were, my reasons were because all eyes are were going to be on Julio. You're a witch. Okay, and let's just get down no, to it. There's no tight ends. You know, Austin yeah. Hooper's gone, mm-hmm. so Calvin Ridley has more opportunity. You, well, sir, are a warlock. Uh, well, his ancestors are witches, so my, that, that yeah, works that's, out. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a whole thing. It's a whole backstory. Uh, <laughs> that'll maybe that'll You're be part witch. on yep. the line in different podcasts and like the off season or something. Whatever. There you go. Uh, my next smash player is Kyler Murray against San Francisco. Granted, he didn't have a huge blow up game, but the fact he performed that well against such a good defense again yep. really speaks volumes about him as a player. 
He's that mix of passing and rushing. I think he's a better player than, I think he's a better thrower than Lamar Jackson, just not as good of a rusher. I think Kyler Murray is Lamar Jackson light. I like it. 26 fantasy football points against this 49ers defense. Way to go, Kyler Murray. There you go. Well said. Uh, my final one is Michael Gallup. I had to go two wide receivers on this one just because I was so excited. Um, I think it was kind of like you said that the Cowboys were hoping that Gallup could kind of appear as that wide receiver one uh, towards the end of the season. He's doing it. Nine receptions, 148 yards, fifth best wide receiver this week. Um, obviously, he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, Dak Prescott throwing to him. Um, yeah, I, I really like Gallup. And it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy to me how good he's doing this season. So I like him now and moving forward. My final smash player of the week was DJ Chark versus the Colts. With Nick Foles coming back, I wasn't quite sure what to think. I kind of took a wait and see approach. Uh, And DJ Chark proved his value. You know, he got it done for over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Foles obviously knows who the number one is, and I expect the good times to continue. DJ Chark and Nick Foles, good job. Good. You yeah, you kept off. it going. I appreciate that. DJ Chark, we thought we were on borrowed time, but Nick Foles kept it going. You yeah, are the man. Good. I'm happy for it. Uh, next up, we have the players who crashed in week 11, starting with Kenny Galladay against Dallas. Ooh, that's a good one. You know what? Driscoll has been fine. Jeff Driscoll, the backup quarterback for the Lions. Um, You know, he's not a superstar by any stretch, and he's not necessarily good enough to get things done. He has helped Marvin Jones way more than Galladay, and unfortunately against Dallas, 34 yards and only five targets. That is a crash if I have ever seen one. That's terrible. Um, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson crashed this week we thought that the uh texans versus ravens game is going to be a huge barn burner it's going to be you know battle of the quarterbacks between jackson and watson we were half right we were half right uh watson was 18 for 2969 yards um no touchdowns and he threw an interception so really really underperformed like i said he finished as the 28th best quarterback this week i was i mean i I predicted the Ravens winning this game, but I expected some at least some decent numbers from Watson, and he had one of the worst games of his career. So that was very disappointing. He crashed hard. My next crash player was Brian Hill versus Carolina. Granted, maybe not entirely his fault. He was vultured twice in the red zone, but mm-hmm. come on. He even had a touchdown called back. <laughs> so that one just kicking the nards um yeah i i still like his opportunity but man he crashed in a major way uh in week 11 sorry i suffered right there with you he crashed but you know what i think there's there's some sunlight in the future there you go uh (laughs) my next crashed player is curtis samuel um and i guess this really doesn't have to do it has to do with a little bit of curtis samuel but it has the majority of the blame is Kyle Allen. <laughs> I couldn't find the right words, but Kyle Allen, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. He threw the ball 30. He got 31 completions in 50 attempts. I mean, Curtis Samuel only got four receptions for 25 yards. I mean, he was not, he was invisible the entire time was all McCaffrey. 
this is another game that we thought was going to be a shootout, and it just wasn't. That Falcons defense is somehow good all of a sudden. Don't know where that came from. And Curtis Samuel was almost non-existent. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. My final crash player is Ronald Jones. Only four rushes, two catches for 14 yards total. Uh, good news is he out-touched Barber. The bad news is the team had to abandon the run. Uh, better days are ahead, but goodness gracious, week 11, you sucked a big one. Uh, <laughs> that sums up our week 11 recap. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. That is a mouthful, but I certainly appreciate you guys listening. If you could please do us a favor, whatever platform you are using to listen to us, please leave a review. Let us know how you feel. Uh, that helps us a whole bunch reach more people and you know get good feedback about what we're doing right and what we can be doing better. Thank you all so much. Have a great week, and we will talk to you later this week about the Week 12 preview.